What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. The latest polls show President Biden's approval rating improving and Democrats closing the gap with Republicans in the coming midterm elections. Still, it seems likely that another Californian will become Speaker of the House this fall, Republican Kevin McCarthy of Bakersfield. Democrats now seem poised to retain control of the U.S. Senate, but still lose control of the House. Their outlook has improved. Instead of a blowout loss with the GOP gaining 30 or 40 seats right now, it looks like a a narrower victory for the Republicans, perhaps 15 or 20 seats flipping. But that would be enough to give McCarthy's party the gavel. For more on this, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Sonoma State political science professor and department chair David McEwen. Thanks for being with us. It's been a while since we got to speak with each other here. Uh, The climate seems to be improving dramatically for Democrats, thanks to the the Dobbs decision energizing their base and independence as well. Falling gas prices, a string of legislative victories for the president. Some Democratic insiders actually are seeing a path now to keeping the House majority and maintaining Nancy Pelosi as speaker. Is that wishful thinking or is that a realistic scenario at this point? Yeah, good good afternoon and a pleasure to join you, Doug. Uh, It's nice to speak with all of you. You know, if you think about midterm elections, one of the hard and fast rules of American politics is that the party in power, especially the party that controls all three kind of components, right, the, the presidency and both houses of uh, Capitol Hill, they lose in a midterm election. And they typically lose in a midterm election somewhere when you look at presidential approval, like we see today, of somewhere around 35, 36 seats. Democrats can afford a five-seat loss. So you would think normally that there would be a shellacking ahead, but there's some differences this time. You mentioned the Dobbs decision. If we look at what is happening with different polling data, while the president's popularity has gone up, and it was at the basement, so it's ticked up a little bit, the notion of threats to democracy has overtaken cost of living as the voters' top issues. That means that Democrats have to consider all of the money that they have to consider looking and advertising about what happened on January 6th, obviously the uh, increase of hearings or the return of hearings rather next month about January 6th, that will be an important component. But as inflation recedes into the background, that is also going to help Democrats. But they can, again, only afford a five-seat loss. And if Kevin McCarthy and Republicans take over the House and they lose, or sorry, they gain more than 20 seats, 30 seats, 40 seats, that's normally what we'd see. But if they, if they only gain less than 20 seats, that will be a problem for McCarthy and for Republicans, even though they'll be the majority party uh, in the next Congress. The Republicans seem to have shot themselves in the foot on the Senate side of things by nominating Donald Trump's favorite candidates in the primaries, who, as some analysts say, are people who seem unelectable in November. Is his hold on the GOP base actually a negative at this point? Well, you have to look at, I think, some of those races, right? You have to look at uh, the candidates in those races, obviously, Herschel Walker in Georgia, uh, obviously, uh, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. But if you move across the country, they are competitive in certain areas, but in certain states, but they're going to have this difficulty moving forward. So we run these mathematical models, these quantitative models, and they show the Senate basically right now at about 52. But even if we take into account some of the inflation data, we take into account kind of candidate quality and some of the events that are going on, it shows Democrats still holding on to 50 to 51 seats. So things look pretty good for them. Republicans have a lot of money, but they haven't been great about spending that so far. 
And Democrats are going to then push back on that. That means the Senate's probably going to be a toss-up. But also, look, it's really early. And there's this guy in the background, the Trump factor, right, that is going to be an important component moving forward for what happens in those Senate races and on the House side. And as long as Donald Trump keeps considering or talking about 2024, that'll be an issue that Democrats will want to raise. And if we look at their ad spending, they haven't, ra- they haven't spent that much time talking about January 6th or talking about Donald Trump. That could change because they're sensing a change in the broader political winds here. I want to talk uh, more about the House side. We keep uh, assuming that if the Republicans take the House, Kevin McCarthy is going to become Speaker. Do you think that that's a, a done deal, given those circumstances? Yeah, I think, Patty, that's a, that's a it, again, if, if Republicans only win, say, 15 or 20 seats, or if they get just past that five threshold, there's going to be great difficulty for Kevin McCarthy. There are no challengers to Kevin McCarthy. You know, there, there are some uh, people that talk about Donald Trump becoming the Speaker of the House or that there will be other elements here. But that's partly uh, driven by uh, the, the MAGA crowd who are interested in pushing uh, the Donald Trump narrative because Democrats go crazy uh, about that. So let's set that aside just for a second. There is no alternative. There's no one who can raise as much money. And Kevin McCarthy, if Republicans win, will become the next speaker. That means that those House seats that are in the Valley and in Southern California will be also hugely important. Just like they were in 2018, returning Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker of the House, they'll be hugely important to the margin or the, uh, if you will, the the working coalition that Kevin McCarthy puts together. It's still going to be a difficult governing coalition for him nonetheless because the party, the Republican Party, has moved farther and farther to the right. You know, if the Democrats win in November, it'll really be seen as a lost opportunity for the Republicans. Do you think that could be the beginning of the end for Trump as the leader of the GOP? Or do you think his hold on the base is so strong that, you know, nothing short of a criminal indictment or maybe even conviction uh, would keep him from the 2024 nomination? Yeah, right now, Doug, I think it is it takes really a criminal indictment or something uh, much, much worse or bigger, whatever that might be for Donald Trump to loosen his grip uh, on the Republican Party. The Republican Party is Donald Trump at this point. But even if the Republicans win the House and they win it by a, uh, a less, uh, a lowered margin, you know, a margin that is less than 20 seats, that is a problem as well and speaks to the difficulty that Donald Trump has as we turn our attention. It doesn't mean he's a candidate for 2024. It means he talks about that. And the Republican Party has slowly moved away in different elements and areas, like those Senate seats that Brett talked about, and in other places, where they've moved away from Donald Trump to a certain degree. But he still owns the party. He still is that Republican Party. And that's influential in states moving forward, like Florida, which will be a huge battleground state for 2024, and in some of those early primary states, particularly somewhere like Iowa. New Hampshire might be a different story, but he gets to talk about that in a non-election year, a year ahead of time, And all of that also turns, I would say, and puts some divide between the next generation of Democrats in the House, say the the post-Nancy Pelosi Democrats, and what happens with the top of the ticket for what's going on with Democrats who potentially would want to run in 2024 if that isn't going to be the current president running for re-election himself. All right. Well, we'll see. Thank you so much. As always, Professor David McEwen of Sonoma State, thanks for being with us. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app. And of course, wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS.